0: Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA are reportedly collaborating on a resolution that would have him suspended for the first four games of the 2023 college football season. This is because Jim Harbaugh reportedly lied to investigators and made false statements. My reaction to this is that I am stunned, but I'm not worried and I am not going to complain. Even though I do have some protests, and I think the NCAA is full of hypocrisy, if you are a great head coach, an elite head coach, you just you have to work by the rules. Now, I know a lot of head coaches don't work by the rules. We know that with name, image, and likeness, and conference realignment, and the transfer portal, that tampering has definitely become a much bigger issue and yet nothing has really been done about it. Pat Narduzzi has been vocal about this as the head coach of Pittsburgh, where his Bolitnikoff award-winning wide receiver in Jordan Addison, after the 2021 season, entered the transfer portal, allegedly because of tampering from USC. And Jordan Addison got a massive NIL deal, millions of dollars, I have no doubt that he was tampered with, and nothing, absolutely nothing. And there's been several other instances of this, for sure. And it is interesting how, with the era of name, image, and likeness, coaches and universities can't directly pay players, but of course they could indirectly pay players through collectives. So I understand all the hypocrisy behind this, but nonetheless, when you are given difficult circumstances, you take them, you move on, you do the best that you can do. And Michigan's punishment— If this comes through, and we don't know if it will or not, but credible insiders are reporting that this is likely to happen, if this punishment is finalized, it isn't as bad as it seems. Look, I would not like, as a Michigan fan, to have my head coach out for the first four games of my season. I would hate that. I want him to rack up as many wins as he can. I want him to be with his team, for there to be no interruptions in the flow of chemistry. But the first four games are against Cupcake opponents. Michigan doesn't host Texas this year and Jim Harbaugh is suspended. They host Texas next year. Michigan's toughest home game is a home matchup against, wait for it, a moment of silence, Rutgers. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights are Michigan's toughest home game that Jim Harbaugh will be out for. All the other games, including the Rutgers game, are at home, and they are East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers, the powerhouses of college football, and I could not add more sarcasm to my tone than that. Look, I know the NCAA has its hypocrisies and inconsistencies, reportedly Sharon Moore will also be suspended for a game, but Michigan has no excuse to lose to any of those teams, even without their head coach. They are just too good. They're too good. They they know how it feels like to lose. They're returning all this production after just, you know, getting humbled by TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. This team is hungry. This team is top five nationally in returning production. They're number one in returning production in the Big Ten they return a, a top 15, top 20 quarterback in J.J. McCarthy, who should be top 10 this year. They have the best running back duo and offensive line in the country, and they should have an elite defense. And they'll still have Jesse Minter and a great majority of their assistant coaches. And Jim Harbaugh will, and Sharon Moore too, will probably still be able to do things to help the team in some capacity or another. So, I mean, if Michigan loses to any of those four teams, if again, if this suspension carries through, then who cares? Because even without their head coach, and the head coach, believe me, is a big portion of the team, if they lose to any of these four teams, then they probably weren't winning the Big Ten anyway, or they weren't winning the national title, or a playoff semifinal, or even winning a big game anyway. If they lose to these four teams without their head coach, because they have Jesse Minner, they have Sharon Moore, who will be in there for three of the four games, and they have Steve Klinkscale, they have Mike Elston on the defensive line, and Mike Hart, they have guys who can lead, prepare, scheme, they have geniuses all around the staff. Like, and it's not just Michigan staff either, but I'd say the same thing for plenty for a plethora of other staffs nationwide, it's not just the head coach, as the biggest and best guy. He's the leader, but it's not like he's the only guy who can run the team. He's probably the best guy at running the team, but there are guys below him that can pick up the work, who can manage the team and prepare them. and And these players, like Blake Corum, for example, are so good that I, I still think that Michigan will dominate these first four opponents. So my reaction is that I'm stunned. I don't think the NCAA has much power, and I was surprised that Michigan got any sort of punishment. I was expecting more of a fine or just a protest, but a four-game suspension, I wasn't expecting that. But you're not going to be hearing complaining from me, because mainly because we don't play anyone. As a Michigan fan, I can say that. That doesn't mean you overlook East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, or Rutgers, but since Michigan hasn't lost to Rutgers under Jim Harbaugh, and Michigan hasn't lost to a Bowling Green, a UNLV, or East Carolina, Michigan's earned the right to say that they should, if they prepare for these teams, they should beat them, and they should beat them handily. And this Michigan squad isn't the type of team to overlook anyone. It took them 13 wins, It took them going 13-0 and having the best regular season in school history for them to overlook TCU, who is a top-10 team, and they still nearly beat TCU despite totally overlooking them. So I have confidence that they will win those four games and Jim Harbaugh's first game back. Again, if the full four-game suspension carries through, hopefully Harbaugh can get it down to three or two or one games or maybe just a big fine. And the reason I say that is because the games after Rutgers is a road trip at Nebraska and at Minnesota. And those are going to be tougher teams. And with him being back for the first time on the team in those road game environments, I don't think I'm doubting Jim Harbaugh in saying this, but I don't know if the team will be performing at 100% when Jim Harbaugh's gone and I don't know if they'll immediately jump back to performing at their highest level when he's there for just his first game, and you know he's retaking and taking back the duties that he had to hand off to another member on his staff. But those are just some of my brief thoughts on this whole thing. I'm going to read the article um, by Yahoo Sports on this, and then I'm going to say some more of my thoughts, and then we'll conclude this reaction video here. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA are working toward a negotiated resolution that is expected to see him suspended four games this season in penalties stemming from alleged false statements he originally made to investigators. Sources tell Yahoo Sports this article is by Ross Dellinger, a senior college football reporter, and it was published a few hours ago. The link to this article is down below. I suggest that you read it. The agreement is an initial version of the negotiated resolution and is not yet finalized. The resolution must now be approved by the NCAA Committee on Infractions, which could take several days, if not weeks. The committee has authority to adjust penalties. Again, adjust penalties. So probably would be less, I would suspect, because look at Urban Meyer. That whole thing with Zach Smith was terrible. He got three games, and I'm not mentioning that actually to point out the NCAA's hypocrisy. I'm just using it as an example. A part of me does think that these penalties will be decreased, because four games for what was a minor recruiting violation is a lot. But we don't know. We just have to wait and see. These articles that are acting like this is a done deal, he's gone for four games, I know that that's likely, but... You still want to say that this is just in? It's it's in process. I mean, click clickbait journalism. It's not something that I'm into. Michigan's first four games, as I've already mentioned, are all at home, with three against teams from the group of five: East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. On September 23rd, Michigan hosts a Rutgers team that finished four and eight last season, and that's going to be Michigan's homecoming game. The Wolverines, who returned several key major pieces. From the team that finished 13-1 a season ago, are expected to begin the year inside the top five of the preseason rankings, probably at number two. Harbaugh's impending suspension is centered on an NCAA investigation into recruiting violations committed by him and Wolverines staff members. The NCAA enforcement staff alleged that Jim Harbaugh was dishonest about the recruiting violations in his imis- initial pardon me, meeting with investigators. A quick resolution broke down in January after Harbaugh refused to admit that he lied to the NCAA staff. The 59 year old coach has maintained he didn't recall the events when first speaking with investigators, but that he was never purposefully dishonest. Michigan did not immediately respond when asked for comment. Now, a previous Harbaugh staff member did not escape unscathed. Former defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, who's now with the Ravens, is expected to receive a one year show cause penalty. Show-cause penalties make it more difficult for coaches to land jobs in college athletics. Also, offensive coordinator Sharon Moore and tight ends coach Grant Newsom are expected to receive sanctions as well. The negotiated resolution is a signal that the coach acknowledged some sort of dishonesty. The NCAA considers lying to investigators as a level one violation, the most serious on the organization's scale. Again, Harbaugh just committed one level one violation. Other programs have committed several more and gotten less penalties. I know that to Michigan fans especially, this is frustrating, but it is what it is. I don't want my head coach to be lying to investigators. I don't. Just Stay away from that. Just be honest. A level one violation could carry with it a six-game suspension and significant recruiting restrictions according to NCAA statutes. I'm hoping that the NCAA doesn't crank it all the way up, but personally, I doubt it. Harbaugh's alleged initial cover-up was worse than the crime itself from the NCAA's perspective. In a notice of allegations sent to Michigan last year, the association cited four Level 2 violations, including meeting with two recruits during the COVID-19 dead period and Harbaugh eventually acknowledged that the program committed level two violations, but refused to sign any document or publicly state that he was ever untruthful with the enforcement staff. Um, Lying to investigators, though, that part bumped everything up a notch, and I think the refusal to cooperate with investigators is perhaps why the NCA is negotiating such a hefty punishment. They probably want to you know, show that they still have some power, which they do have some power, but their power is quickly waning. I mean, the NCA may not exist soon enough with the way that NIL and the Power Two conferences are moving about, because the Big Ten and the SEC are slowly gonna swallow up um any schools with football credibility in the Pac-12. Probably in the ACC, I think the Big 12's doing a good job of surviving and getting middle of the road and some above-average Power 5 competition, so I'm hoping that it's not just a two-division power league, but rather a three-division one. I, I want the Big 12 to survive. I wish that the ACC and Pac-12 could as well, but it looks like the Pac-12's going to break apart, and the ACC Grand of rights deal just honestly puts that whole conference in the toilet for the foreseeable future. The NCAA, as I've already mentioned, has hypocrisy, but Jim Harbaugh knew the rules, and part of being an elite head coach, at least in my book, is playing by them. Got to play by the rules. And we know that college football is a dirty sport. We've had coaches like Bobby Petrino, Urban Meyer, for example, the likes of whom DJ Durkin as well, guys who we know that off the field, I'm not going to say that they're the best people, and we'll just leave it at that. You know where I'm going with it. But nonetheless, please play by the rules. It makes things simpler, and some will say that you have to cheat to win, but Michigan's a blue blood. They're a football factory, and with everything they have coming back this year, they could have just played by the rules. None of this could have ever happened and they have the potential to win it all, even with a four-game suspension in my mind. Michigan's first four games of the season are East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. Even without Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's going 4-0 and probably smothering all four of those teams by running the football and J.J. McCarthy looking like he did against Hawaii last season. My concern about the suspension is how it affects the team entering the Nebraska and Minnesota games— I expect that Nebraska's home field environment is always going to be electric. The fan base is dedicated. In 2021, Jim Harbaugh said that was the best home field environment he had seen as a college head coach, which is a pretty high compliment. And Minnesota, it's not the same environment, but I expect Minnesota to enter the Michigan game undefeated. I think that they're going to beat Nebraska In the opening week, I think they're going to go on the road and crush a pathetic North Carolina defense, and because of that, they might enter the Michigan game ranked, so I think there will be hype surrounding that game, and Minnesota's home field, when it is full, is loud, and you know that P.J. Fleck and his style of football and his personality and his physical team, they will thrive off of noise and pressure. So those are the two games that I'm concerned about, and I was already You know, looking at that back to back road stretch and already looked at that as an an interesting part of Michigan's schedule in an area where Michigan could lose. they, They could lose a game. They could go one and one in that stretch. And that's not even looking at Penn State or Ohio State yet. So that's where my concern from all of this stems from, which is why if the NCAA lowers it to three or a two game suspension, I'll be happy because I think if Jim Harbaugh can coach the Rutgers game, or the Bowling Green and Rutgers game, I won't be as concerned heading into the Nebraska game and Minnesota game, because team chemistry and organization and the chain of command will be fully functional for one full game before going on the road. But four games, it's a little too much, and that kind of throws Jim Harbaugh right back into all of it on the road at Nebraska. Now Michigan... I have them as my preseason number one, almost everyone else has them number two, some have them number one, so even with a four-game suspension, I'm confident Michigan will still go 12-0, and or 11-1, and this is a really good team, but from just my own perspective, I am sort of stunned by this, but you can't lie, just be honest, but if these punishments do go through, Michigan is just going to have to take it and work with it. And this team, in my opinion, if this happens, they will take it, they will work with it, and they will be just fine. Thank you for watching this video. If you liked it, please hit that like button, and subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you can get more college football content. Please comment your thoughts in this suspension down below, and thank you for watching. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.